Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless House podcast. I hope you're all well who's watching. I'm delighted to be joined by my deadly duo par- partner Franny and the Marfam and Ross. How are you? Oh good oh, mate. Good Stephen, all good. Absolutely good fucking you. freezing sitting in this house, <laughs> not like a bit of heating on, but apart from that. I mean, good. cost of living, cost of living, that, Ross. You know, what I mean, you have to Aye. take take cuts where you can. It's a but, shambles. But I mean, me. just because you've been standing in front of a cooker cooking pasta all night in your hot, it doesn't mean I'm hot. <laughs> just an hour, just to take a chill out there. So I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. After she watches this, she'll be taking a chill out of you. A couple of backhanders. <laughs> she can probably but... hear me. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get all the the glossy stuff out of the way. Our show sponsor, Beer Fifty Two. Down here, and below Ross, crack a bit of kit, uh, subscription-based service to send out beer. Claim your free beer on us, cover the post dates. The link is in the description below. And then after that, it's like a rolling thing. You'll get a case every month from all around the world. Magazines to read, culture to learn about, different beers and all that type of stuff. And there was Super 6 during the week. And Franny, you are still off the top spot. Sean Ross is top with 128 points. Franny at second with 126 Kevin Hampsley, 120. Alistair Jack, 118. And rounding off the top five is our very own William Dobbin with 117 points. Ooh. And there's obviously Super 6 this weekend as well, so get your scores in. Keep this twat off the top spot. Sean Ross, you're doing a cracking job. But we'll get stuck <laughs> right in there, fellas. <laughs> I'm actually, we'll, we'll go to the comments first of all. Even do you, Patrick, Jed, Paul, Dad, Kenny, Podrick, Alistair, 100%. And then, Podrick, again, I think a bit of advice to you. Worst time to do washing, etc., is between 4 and 9 p.m. No idea. Yep. <laughs> but we'll start. <clears throat> RB Leipzig there, Ross, during the week. Pack Paradise. A brief summary before we get in-depth in and all. How do you feel? Um, tinge of disappointment. But the realist in me, before the game, I felt if we got a draw out of it, we'd be doing very well. In terms of the game, I thought for the first maybe 15 minutes, I thought it was looking really ominous. Leipzig were looking quite slick, passing the ball about pretty well. Wasn't it we couldn't get out our own half, but um, they were sort of controlling things. Uh, but then we, we, we found our feet, came back, came back into the game, made numerous chances, as we'll probably touch upon later on. Uh, again, like all the other games, I think we we went toe to toe. We are a really good team and held our own for large parts of the game. But again, we'll say it numerous times. But three out of the four games, we, we, I would have to say, in my opinion, with Rude not taking the lead, uh, and once we lose that goal, it's it's very difficult. Yeah, I guess well, like for me, like I, I didn't, I didn't sugarcoat. I felt never really do among you lads. I, I was absolutely raging to be fair. I still think for me, it's a failure that we didn't kind of put more of a, a do you know, what I mean, a, a chance for ourselves to compete and go forward in this Champions League, frankly. And I know Paul Dackman there said was a tale of missed chances in all four games, but you have to take them opportunities at this level. We brought RB Leipzig back, and we were all talking about it previously, albeit the result in Germany didn't go our way, but we were hoping we could get a result at Parkhead that wasn't the B. And, I mean, how do you feel overall in, in regards to that? Uh, so I, I was a wee bit deflated, I think, because after seeing 
the game uh, but it was three weeks ago I think when we played them over in Germany because they had international stuff and <coughs> things like that but uh, you realise that uh, Leipzig were, were, a, were a good team sorry and it was always got to be a hard task to try and get a, a positive result uh, on Tuesday night but you're still optimistic going into it that if you create chances you might take them but I think like Paul Dyke said that it was as just the campaign was all about my chances and it's just the fine margins at this level you need to you need to take the chances. I think I know a lot of folks say that they hate the process chat type thing, but the way we're playing I think is a positive way of playing and it's it's the right it's given us a chance. Do we need better strikers? I I, I don't know. There's that's I don't think so. I, I just think it's these guys need to realise and need to be more clinical at this level and, and take their chances. It's like it is just massive, massive fine margins. Like you're saying if we don't qualify well obviously we can't qualify at the Champions League, it's failure. We could still I said it uh, earlier it was seven points on Tuesday night got you set potentially got you second. Seven points now potentially gets us last. It's it's a mental way to look at it, Stephen. It's fine yeah. margins at this level. We need to, I think we do you do need to look at the chances we've created and say we need to, if we're a wee bit more clinical, it's it's a total different argument we're having. I remember when we, we did the the, re, re, the reaction to the draw Ross and we're all buzzing. We got this group and we all give our predictions back then. I think I said second, a couple of you lads said third and no one really said last place and it's quite frightening or well the frightening the prospect of us finishing last in this group and that's why I'm going to, like I say, like for my opinion, if we don't qualify for any European competition, no Champions League is, is out the window. For me, it's it's just a missed opportunity. And you look back at the Shakhtar game away, and we've talked about this lots in this podcast. That for me is one of the biggest letdowns of the whole campaign so far. It was it was there to be took to, uh, dropped two points, as, as Franny always said, two points lost. I totally agree with that. But it's another defeat now in, in this group. And I think, like in terms of Scottish clubs as well, Ross and John who is on a break at the moment for the podcast. He was quite clear in what he said today in terms of what he thinks, but we'll give our take on it. We're kind of free with the, the cluster of the Scottish clubs when we're talking about defeats in Europe. And yes, we've had three defeats and one draw. is a great reading. And then we're free in against the likes of our neighbours across the road and Hearts as well, who got pumped 5-1 by Florentina there as well. I mean, for Scottish clubs in general, it doesn't seem good, but one stark difference I can take from it and a wee bit of confidence from it is we are definitely performing better than the other Scottish clubs involved in Europe. We're definitely giving the better account of ourselves. And I know the media likes to, to throw us in, obviously, with the contingent and say we're not performing up the scratch and the coefficients being affected, we're letdowns and blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's it's night and day. We're definitely giving the better account for ourselves in European football. I mean, what, what's your take on that? I would have to fully agree with that. And it, it, it's sort of... It's, I said it in the, the group chat the other day. It's one of my bugbears is uh, Tuesday night, Celtic lose. They, they compete, as I've said, as we all know. And it's a Celtic issue. Rangers lose and Hearts lose and it's a Scottish football issue. Pisses me off that. Mm-hmm. You can't put Celtic in alongside Rangers and Hearts at the moment. And by the way, Rangers in any given day I'm Kenny, yes. Uh, <laughs> Rangers on any given day could beat Celtic, right? But for me, Celtic are a better team. It's Rangers and Hearts have not performed 
well at all in Europe this season. Celtic have performed well. They've just no got that last final wee bit of the jigsaw. I mean, it sounds like I'm copying Ange, but I've been saying this, like most days have, been saying it for weeks. We are competing and we belong in the Champions League and we haven't looked out of place once. We've, we've just fell short a wee bit at times and I hear people talking about, like, are we fit enough and stuff like that? And for me, I think we are fit enough. But the the problem being is when you're playing against these teams, don't get me wrong, Celtic have had spells, they've went toe-to-toe, but for the most part in these games, you're playing against these teams and they've got the ball and they're, they're making you chase the ball. I mean, you're chasing the ball, they keep the ball. Celtic are a good football inside, but these teams keep the ball better than Celtic. I mean, you're chasing the ball for most of the game, more than half of the game. It takes out the legs. I mean, you get to 60 minutes and you start to fade fitness-wise because you're chasing the ball. And when Celtic are getting the ball, they are passing it well, but they're not keeping the ball for as long periods as the other team. Takes it out, yeah. And then that's when you start to see, most of the time, I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Celtic have lost an early goal in any of these games. But I think no, they've lost. Not, not particularly. Think no, not particularly. They've, they've started, once they've started <laughs> to fade fitness-wise, when the teams have passed it really well and started to drain us, that's when we've started to concede the goals. And I think the other night, you could see it coming. Like The longer it went, now now. I never thought the game was going to finish now now and we'd take a point. It was either we were going to get a goal or Leipzig were going to get one or two. That was it. And it's it's just the level we're at. Listen, people have, yourself, I think, even have said about Club Bruges performing well. And I just said it again today. It sounds like I'm just, like, sort of copying mm-hmm. him, but it is my thoughts. Like, We've, it's our first year. All these players are new to this. But I think we've got a good quality player in our team. And I think they've proven that in this campaign. They've just fell short. I think it's coupled with injuries now. Not at the start, but we're playing Real Madrid. A uh, couple with injuries now. And then guys like your, what you would perceive as your top man, Kyogo. Whatever way you want to put it, he's out of form. Yeah, that is not a good recipe, especially when you're playing at that level. It makes it even more difficult than it already is. And my my worry is that we're at this. That's four games now, right? Everybody's saying right. We we're just not clinical enough. The players will keep hearing that. And my worry is that it'll be like that mental block, like what Neil Lennon's first team had at Hamden, where. Everybody said they couldn't win at Hamden. Similar, this mental block where we can't score in the Champions League or we can't be clinical enough in the Champions League. We need to get over that hurdle. We need to go over it soon to put it to mm-hmm. bed. And mm-hmm. there's no time like the present. And the Shakhtar game, the next home one, I think it's maybe a couple of weeks away. But let's let's try and get over that hurdle soon. And for me, you play Jack and Marcus in that game. Unless Kyogo comes into a bit of form between now and then, Jack and Marcus starts. Yeah, I mean, now we know who writes uh, Celtic's press conferences. 
How's Ross there? <laughs> where, where, have heard, where have we heard all that before? Big yeah, I know, it sounds like heard? I'm copying him, but I've bloody said it for weeks. That's what he does. I do want to... I do want to come to the comments before I come to you, Franny. Um, Kenny, by the way, wanted to know what wine are you on? So what, what kind are you drinking? Um, let me see now. It is a Sauvignon Blanc Estevez Chilean wine. Wow. Unbelievable. Three pounds. I think, it's about, I think it's about seven quid in the what wine, kid. <laughs> Jed Thomas, I'd be worried if you weren't making uh, exactly. chances, but we are. Just go through a bad spell at the moment. Paul Dad, if you make a mistake in the SPFL, nine times out of ten you get away with it. In the Champions League, a mistake, nine times out of ten you're punished. Patrick McLaughlin, I think next summer we should be buying Hacksaw, another quality midfielder, and a centre half to complement CCV and a top goal scorer to improve in the Champions League. Again, Ari is Hacksaw been about John Leon loan? No, 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 he's not. I don't, right. I don't know where that's coming from. It's your man's on loan, Abelgard. And then Daniel Hacksaw's, Hacksaw's already here to stay. He's a five year deal, fills in as well. Alistair Dagg for a brilliant point. The, the media have had it in for us this season since St Mirren because of you know what without a doubt 100% mate and I think this is great I think this is a great point Franny now this is how I think Merle Watt it's not Celtic's first year at this level this cannot be used as an excuse it's this team's uh, it's, it's, it's this team's, team's but you can't but, even, but, you can't even previous, but, previous feelings on that let's, let's get off the pylon let, let's relax right. a wee bit let's, let's take a breath I'm going to speak <laughs> I you think just what, what, like Stephen there. I think I know you did. If, <laughs> I think uh, what what Merle Watt says has to me a degree of clout because I know yes it's that's this teams and blah blah blah, Franny. But as we spoke about and what I said to Ross, we're free in with the Scotty's contingent of clubs in terms of hybrid performing, and I think so, a blind man could could see Celtic are performing better than any other Scottish team at the moment. I think that's fair to say. And unfortunately, your results haven't matched up to that. But I think what, what Merrill was trying to say there is, we always perceive ourselves as a Champions League club. And whether it be five years ago we were last in the group stage, fair enough, 100%, I, I get. But we always have to be aiming to be Champions League. And see this whole like thing, we're learning, we're learning, we're learning. I can't, I don't like it. I have to be honest, I don't, don't like it. We have quality players here, internationals all over the pitch. We've got Croatia's number one right back starting for us, American central defenders starting for us. We've got people in midfield here at internationals. We've got O'Reilly in the Denmark under tribal team scoring goals. So there is. Yeah, but who are they playing against? There. Are they playing against I fucking bet. daddies? Like, <laughs> playing against no, better players. Right. Again, I 100% get what you're saying, but I'm trying <laughs> to come on to a point here, Franny. Yeah. And we spoke about the Scottish clubs. And I think for me, at the at this precise moment, we should be a bit further on the Champions League, Champions League level. And, to what we are at the minute. Well, I, th- I would, I would agree with that. If you were qualifying for the Champions League every season, you would maybe be better because you've the, the extra finances would maybe allow you to uh, invest in a higher quality a player. Maybe maybe be able to, <laughs> uh, you maybe be able to pay higher higher wages, higher transfer fees, etc., and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> can't even see me because I'm fucking frozen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I I don't like like yeah you kind of get away from your record in Europe as a whole, but you kind of label that record at Parkhead. Uh, uh, sorry, Angie's team. It's, it, it just isn't fair. Like we're saying that you kind of label Cel- like Scott Celtic with Rangers and Hearts how they're performing in Europe. 
but that you're wanting to label Angie's team against previous Celtic teams. Just well, he, he done me there. He That's what I was going to say. Too, too too challenge. So proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not trying to make it... like There is... A, obviously, we'll get into it, but I think... Obviously, Angie isn't uh, devolved any like criticism. I think he did make some questionable decisions on, on Tuesday, but mm-hmm. to question this team against previous Celtic teams, you, you just can't do that. It's, it's not fair on this team. Well, again, that, that's fair enough. I just think when Merle's trying to say that we perceive ourselves as the Champions League club, but Jed Thomas, with another great point, Champions League club in size, but we're way off in ability. I, yeah. I tend to agree with that at, at, at the moment. And Ross, I want to bring it back to the performances, the performance Sorry, can I just, against... Can I just say, Stephen, before we go on, uh, you're saying we... Per- like, we do perceive ourselves as a Champions League club, right? And for me, us in the Champions League this year, we are learning. Our play deserves better. We've just came up short so far in the final third. But it'll come. I believe it'll come. It, it, if we keep making the chances, and it's, it sounds ridiculous because we've mm-hmm. kept making them for four games and we've not took them. But we will take them. And we'll add to the squad yeah. again. And if we go into, if we win the league, which I fully expect us to do, and we go into the Champions League next year, if Ange's backed again, how he's been so far, I believe we'll go into the next level. It's yeah. it's um, it's it's a building process. Sometimes you shoot like that, and it just happens right away. Sometimes it takes a wee bit longer. We shot like that to begin with. But the way I look at the Champions League now is how I looked at the start of the league campaign last season in terms of, all right, we're no winning games, we're we're 1-3 and we've lost three. That was the first six games. But you could see what we're doing. And it's the same here. Okay, we've drew one and lost three, but you can see what we're doing. It's just that level of opposition. I know the squad's better, but the level of opposition's better. So uh, that's just where we're at now. You're like a wee fizzing tonight. I love it. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> like, Stephen, just going back to last season, obviously, I think all of us would always expect to win the league, but I think a wee bit as would have maybe said, maybe that with the rebuild and stuff, that last season we might not have achieved what we achieved. And maybe just some folk are getting carried away with how well Andrew's done in one season. And it's just expecting the same thing to happen <clears throat> in the Champions League. But I don't know. It's I, I'm... I know folk hate the trust the process, but I'm I'm still there with it now. Still there with it. I, I, will, I, I believe mean, in the process though. I, the I process is just at a stage. There's, there's no, there, it's at no a stage question. where it's no just, good enough or it's not the level aye. of the Champions League. But the process is working. And it's aye. a, a ladder. Like say, we are comp- we're competing. We're just yeah, if you look if you look at the if you look at the games in isolation without actually watching them, it doesn't make for great reading. But then if you actually watch the games, it's total different. Yeah, I think in terms of chances created, we're we're up there in the top four clubs in terms of shots on target and things like that. It's quite stacked. That, Steve. Oh that's yes, we're we on top of that. Stats, that's ball, a, that's stats my goal, but, but it's it's incredible. But unfortunately, we just haven't took them opportunities. But I do want to talk about the performance against Leipzig at home, Ross. I thought for me, it was definitely improved to what we've seen in Germany. I thought Anz, to be fair, tweaked it a bit. The, the gaps were smaller. The team was compact. We were pressing as a unit winning the ball back in high areas and creating opportunities. And, I mean, Taylor hit the bar, O'Reilly hit the post, Jack and Magus probably should have scored, Kilgo missed the header. Endless, endless amounts of opportunities there. But 
One player I want to talk about first of all, it's quite surprising I'm going to say this actually, is uh, Gregory, because I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And albeit he got rinsed the first game, I thought he couldn't control the, the pace of their right back and, and, and their winger as well, but just thought he dug in, he gave everything on Tuesday evening. And I even said it in, in our chat, I think I'm beginning to love him. And I don't like saying that <laughs> because it's so like, we should, we should probably get a replacement for him. But he's one player, certainly, in this whole Champions League campaign who has took that process and learned from mistakes, in my, in my opinion anyway. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, I tell you right, but that's, <laughs> no, it isn't, because that's not what it is. He, he's, he's a far improved player for a couple of seasons ago when even I was like backing him then, he's far improved. So it's not a matter of told you so, it's a matter of like, he's, everybody can see it now, It's just he's just a good player. But I think, uh, I don't know if you noticed at the, the start of the game in the huddle, I know uh, Carter Vickers. Carter Vickers was the captain. Yeah. Taylor was staying all the talking. Uh, he was yep. the guy down there. And don't get me wrong, sometimes, <laughs> greatest respect to Carter Vickers, but sometimes it's very difficult to understand what he's saying. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's why he's going, I'll just take it in here, kid. <laughs> but uh, no, right for there, he's in the huddle, and he's... You can see he's respected. I said it, and I'm sure I said it in the last podcast when the day they can oh, the two players and that, and he's always he's always well thought. Good things said about him, but in terms of his performance on the night, I I totally agree with Stephen. I thought he was very very good. Uh, but what I will say is, and I'm going to go off topic slightly. I think he was very very good, but I think he was. Better because he was protected by Maeda. If Jota oh. had been playing, if Jota had been playing, we might have we might have got well. There's no might have about it. We would have got far more going the other way off of Jota. But believe you me, Leipzig would have scored far earlier if it hadn't been for Maeda and the work he was doing going the other way, protecting Greg Taylor. Yeah. That's 100% it. agree. Alistair <laughs> Jack, Greg Taylor has been great this season, but Burnaby needs to run. I thought Burnaby was impressive in the game he played as well. Uh, he was. Coming to you, Franny, Ross ran a wee curveball there. He mentioned Maeda. We'll talk about them both then, Greg Taylor and Maeda. First of all, Greg Taylor for me, as Ross rightly said, in that uh, puddle at the start of the game, he was shouting, giving the instructions. And it just fought in, in the game itself. And you could be, I mean, if you're coming up against that same player who ripped you apart only two weeks ago, <laughs> You're well within your rights to kind of doubt your ability, but he took on the ball. He was getting forward. He was getting involved in the play up high into the pitch, tracking <laughs> back, getting his tackles. Maeda as well, tracking back. But with Maeda, there's a lot of criticism coming his way at the minute because he should have scored that goal as well. It's, I, don't, I don't know, sometimes. and I've seen that people were saying he has no ability as a footballer. He's just a sprinter. I think that maybe is a bit too harsh at the moment to say that. Um, even Postacoglu said himself he can't throw him on the scrap heap because he's not a, a finished article. I do see in fits and starts what Mieta can bring to the team. I thought Anne's made the right call, bring them in. I think Ross is correct when he says for the tracking back and his defensive capabilities, running back and helping him and kind of double up on their, on their right winger and right back. But with them too, starting with Taylor first, I just think Taylor's took this level. and he, he, To me, he's, he's took it and I think he's, he's looking well. 
Totally, it's not the first time we met Humble Pie over a player, Stephen, but Craig Taylor's mm, kind of mm. done that in leaps and bounds the last, definitely 12 months anyway, not just the last few games. It's been it's been a wee while he's been doing it. And it's like we said, we, we wanted a left back for competition. Uh, exactly. 100%. Aye. Maeda was a great player for six months and suddenly he's just rotten the mental. I know, uh, but I Taylor. So I was, like I said, we wanted, we felt we needed cover at left back, a bit of competition for Taylor. Not that we thought his standards were slacking, but you, any successful team, you can't just have automatic picks. You need guys with competition. Bernabe came in. It was obviously reported off the off the field troubles. I don't know if that's stopped him progressing so much, like getting so much opportunity team, but. He's featured a wee bit recently and obviously played at the league game in between the, the Leipzig uh, matches and played really well. I still mm. fully expected Taylor to play Wednesday just simply because we've not really seen uh, Bernabe at that level, which is kind of contradictory because then how do you know if he's got to perform at that level? But I, I'm trusting Taylor all day long before Bernabe now. So I, I think... Maybe Bernabe's performances, also we don't see it training. He's maybe doing the business and training as well, which is helping Taylor to go right. I will. I know I'm doing. I know I'm doing really, really well, but this guy's obviously getting a chance. I'll need to make sure my standards keep up to give me myself the best chance to stay in this team. And in that huddle, it just it shows you the like Ross said, it shows you the sort of the respect he's got within the team. It shows you the confidence he's got that he's willing to take the huddle and mm. and do that wee bit, but. And um, I totally agree the Maeda one. Like the guy's known great form in front of goal that he's you can see there's a it looks for the outside looking in that he's not got his it's a wee bit of confidence issue. But in Europe, I Jot has maybe got to give that bit of magic. I know he was wasn't fit and stuff. But I think Maeda going backwards, like his defensive work, you've sometimes we've said that before, you play the play the occasion, play the match. And I think that was one of why Maeda's in it's there to help Taylor. I'll give you that bit going forward and it's maybe one of the ones where you're sacrificing a wee bit of flair going forward because you need to cover that that wing and give Taylor some cover because you want maybe other players to kind of attack forward and stuff. And I've <coughs> I've seen the chance again the first couple of minutes. At the time, I was adamant he's have scored that. I still think he should, but it wasn't as easy as I thought it was at the time. It is a harder header. I know you um, are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a harder. I, I still think, it, as I say, I would. I'm disappointed in any effort, but I've quite a couple of wee bits. Like it was as easy as I was making it out to be in, in Tuesday night. Then obviously I had the wee the the chance in the second half. But I think it was we hit it with the side of the foot. I think it should mm-hmm. it should definitely be hitting the target there again. And then obviously there's there's a one where Jack and Marcus flicks it on. And Maeda just gets there in front of the boy and then he just makes an absolute arse of the cross. Let's not get away from it. It has, yeah. it, it has a howler. It's the problem for I, Maeda. I never got now, my head shaved today. I ripped my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem with Maeda is just picking. It's clear, It's just decisions at the vital moments. He's just getting way wrong now. And like that, like that cross, it was just, it was one of the, he's tried to get, I can understand him trying to get it in early, even though he had, all the time in the world, he's got all the pace in the world to to give himself even more space if he really needed it and get in a more dangerous uh, position. But when you're not playing with confidence, it just looked like a, a confidence decision. When he was like, 
Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna try and get this in early. <clears throat> if it comes off, wonderful. And then he just uh, it just absolutely bound it. But I'm no got to sit and batter it because what good is got to sit battering the guys? If it's a confidence thing, there's no point in us going on his shite. There's no point in the fans. I didn't get the fans getting on his back constantly. It just it makes no sense well, to me. I feel like a wee, maybe a wee run out the team might help him, but then it could go the opposite way. Just sometimes players just need to play through this bad like a bad spell. But obviously Ange knows him better than us. Ange will know how to coach him through it and how to get him through it. But I'm certainly no one for being on the whipping boy uh, train yet with, with my either. Well, I mean, when we're stuck in the Bargas train, we can't afford to be on any more trains. No, I mean, from it. Nah, but <laughs> see, see, to be fair as well, Ross coming back to me because it's an interesting one. I think when he done that cross, obviously watching him with and we're two off the cuff characters. The air was <laughs> turned blue. That's to say, we were absolutely living that he done that. But seeing you take yourself away from that again, I think it's again a confidence issue. And the fact that Postecoglou addressed it in, in his press conference points to me that he spoke to him about it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have brought that up or even said them comments about the scrap heap and he can't put him there because he's not a finished article because he could read that and take that as if the manager doesn't think I'm, I'm good or whatever in terms of my ability. But one thing about me that I do loves his work with and he can't really deny that because he does run. I think Alistair Jack said it and previously here and bring it up, runs his arse off like Ross in a marathon. 100%. <laughs> o- only difference is me to have it done about an hour and Ross took about seven, but sure. Uh, but <laughs> I scored the goal at the end as well. <laughs> and I, think, I, I think Kenny nails this for me. Meta just needs to calm down and he'll come good again. Okay. It's, it's for me decision making. If he does tweaks that and he makes the right choices at the right time and takes that ball a bit further into the box, then again his confidence will start coming back again. It's that simple, isn't it? Aye, it is. But what I will say is, I think that goes for the majority of the team at that level. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. most of them have made the wrong decision or no executed it to the level that they would in the SPL. I can't even, I mean... I, I can't put my finger on why it is. Uh, why, why, why would I? Do you know what I mean? Ange hasn't so far, but um, I, th- I think it will come. In terms of, see, we are talking about uh, that one when he's it's been flicked on, and he's uh. he's he, he could run on me. He's got so much grass to run into, but mm-hmm. he decides to go early. If you look at the replay, I've seen it a couple of times. I can see what he's trying to do. Because I don't, I can't remember who it is, but somebody's making it's the run Forrest, in, and there's like, there's maybe it's Forrest Eye, there's one or two defenders in between him and like where Forrest mm-hmm. would receive the ball. And it is one of the ones, if you get it in early and you execute it right, it's it's on a plate for Forrest and he's scoring. But it comes down to that quality again, that execution. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Maeda, everybody's done it. Haksabanovic plays a beautiful ball in right onto Kyle's head and he can't take the chance. He can't put it to the oh, side. He, he has to score every day of the week. It's it's oh. it's an easy header, even by his standards. Like, it's just execution. It's quality. But I, I don't want to say it's... It's no... The, I think the quality play we've got is good at... They're good enough to take the chances. They've proved that, right? If they've came in to sell that they're good enough to take chances like that. There's a mental block there. There has to be. 
in that at that stage. Ange has to work out what it is. He has to get in the players' heads and sort it out. That's his job. It's no mine. That's why I'm sitting here talking to you, mm-hmm. drinking a glass of wine on Friday night. You know what I mean? Making fucking well, I mean, four pound an hour. Can't even put my heat on. To be fair, it came to light that you uh, write the media press conferences, so you do work close yeah. of him in some mm-hmm. aspects. But yeah. Dio Patrick, even the boys Ross bat on as most of them have lost their shooting boots. And they talk about more performances, Franny, and I'll come to you first for this. I think we'll have to talk about Jens and Carter Vickers because I thought they were outstanding. I thought everything they came into the box, they tackled. So excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tackled well, and Carter Vickers, there's one point. I think it was in Cuckoo was trying to press him and he was just holding him off like that. Like, get away! And he just took it round him and made the simple pass like, like we're used to seeing the big Frids do. I thought Jens looked far more settled beside a good centre half. No disrespect. Not not the level Welsh is. Obviously, Fickers is, is, is far better. Aye, well, you know, I think Welsh is shite. I've already said that. Shite of the Julian! <laughs> 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 but there was a there was a far better like bigger difference in quality there and I just thought they complemented each other well they won everything in the air the pace they had as well to recover against the likes of Nkunku and Warner was fantastic at times because there was times in the game it was just them two back and they had to defend for their lives and I just thought like that was one bright spark to take from it that them two are back together again and it was no coincidence that Joe Hart had a good game too well, yeah, Joe Hart as well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I, you can see, I think, what we've seen on Tuesday is how important Carter Vickers is to the team. He gives he gives other players confidence, like guys like Joe Hart. I think he gives the crowd confidence that they're not, the, the, the fans aren't on edge and stuff when maybe a Welsh... Uh, You're shit at that, Ross. I'm really uh, bad, mate, I'm terrible as well. Um, <laughs> it just brings a it brings a calmness to the whole the whole place and everybody kind of knows where they need to be. They know, like they know that they know everything's got to be all right, so to speak. Because Carter Vickers is there. It's just there seems to be a massive, massive trust in him. And uh, Jens obviously looked comfortable with him, and obviously we know how the relationship Starfield has with him. But I thought the two of them absolutely. I wouldn't like say the totally bossed the game you can't say that when you get beat 2-0 but <laughs> exactly Alistair exactly and I was going to come on to that next <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought Carter Vickers was like Jens Jens was really really good he stepped out broke up play well brung it out and, and stuff and won a lot of his, his battles <laughs> shut up money you fucking Ferreira Roche <laughs> <laughs> Good seeing the comments, man. I just thought he was I thought he was absolutely class and like that one when Kunku in the second half, it was just it was almost like Carter Vickers invited that sort of we we sort of gym challenge on, if you like, and say, Look, just go and try and get it off me. Just try and get it off me. And it was just showing that it was it was the man and he was showing everybody, but I it was a really, really if you can take any positive from the game, that was a really, really positive. The defence, unfortunately, no man Juranovic wasn't up to up to much. But nah. I know, I know. We'll speak about He's not been great on lately. A, on a day where I've seen a post that Celtic, you know, Porteous is warming up for a, a Celtic audition. Ross, 
when we face Hibs on Saturday, which we'll, we'll, we'll come on to. I don't think Porteous coming in is going to do much damage to Jens and uh, Carter Vickers, as he did, because they're outstanding against Leipzig. Uh, no, I mean, he's no, the, the Porteous is not at the level of any day, too. But, I mean, when, like Franny alluded to, and most of it, I think everybody, everybody that watches Celtic is fully aware that whichever one of the three play alongside the CCV, they become a better defender. They just, mm-hmm. they just yeah. I think it was Danielle said that they just, it just brings calmness to the situation. But um, you said last week that Jens wasn't good enough for that level playing alongside Welsh. Hello. Listen, <laughs> listen, no, no, don't, don't, don't quote me because I did not. I, I said figures like you just did makes players better. And but obviously, okay. before he got injured, Jens was came in and he played alongside him and he looked fantastic. Jens with Welsh is absolutely horrendous. That's fair enough. Uh, no, see, I, I came here saying that I, I don't think they were horrendous in Germany. I, I don't think they were horrendous. I don't think they cost us at any point in the game. Uh, don't be wrong. I don't think they looked as assured. <laughs> I don't think they looked as assured as a anybody that plays alongside CCV but at the same time I don't think CCV has partnered anybody in as difficult a ground, arena, whatever you want to call it as the Red Bull one, whatever it's called Mm -hmm. I think that was probably one of our most difficult away ties since Andrews came in I think that's fair to say and we didn't have CCV and we pitched in Welsh and a guy that's just come into the club. Yeah, and I think they've done okay. But, totally listen, agree with you, yeah. uh, by the way, I wouldn't disagree with that. I would say Portis is a better player than Welsh. And for the simple reason, uh, Scotland were decimated at the back and Ryan Portis came in. Stephen Welsh, didn't he? They were near it. Ryan Portis is a better defender than Stephen Welsh. That is not even up, up for discussion in my opinion. But, 100%. What, uh, are, we, are we going to get rid of Stephen Welsh? Okay, you could get rid of him, right? Is Ryan Portis going to come in and go, well, I'm just going to be Stephen Welsh when I'm playing regularly for Hibs or I could go down south and play regularly? He's not going to... You can't guarantee him regular football at Celtic. He might believe in himself, like a lot of players do, that he can get into the team. But so did Derek Ryden. So did Scott Allen. I know they're no defenders, but they're just guys that are coming to my head. It they're still baffles me can... that Strachan said he was the best natural finisher and SPL never played him. He, he, he bloody was, but he was just a fucking <laughs> nugget. Plain and simple. But aye, all the guys thought, so is it going to be beneficial for Ryan Porteous, the player, to come to Celtic? I'm not so sure. But in terms of Celtic, would it be beneficial for Celtic to have Ryan Portis over Stephen Wells, 100% for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I asked you all about uh, Jens and Ficker's performance, and then you just went, shoo! <laughs> 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 hey, so do you, want, do you want me to elaborate on that then? I, I, yes, thought, they were, I thought they were really good as a partnership, and I've said, uh, f- f- the first time I've seen Jens playing alongside Carter Vickers, that I would prefer him to play 
alongside Carter Vickers than Starfelt. And I still stand by that. Well, eh, Jens had a... He was probably the lesser of the two centre-halves in Leipzig in terms of his mm-hmm. bringing the ball out. Mm-hmm. It was very unlike him. He gave the ball away a lot. I don't know why. But for me, he's he's quite clearly a better defender than Welsh. Ange thinks that because he's picked him over Welsh eh, for the previous game. Eh, I think y- you could... <laughs> It's sometimes you could look at it and go right, play the fixture and play Starfelt if you're up against a more physical player. But then at the same time, if if that's gonna be your partnership going forward, you, you don't for me, your centre half, your goalkeeper, you don't really tinker with that. You can move about your other positions and stuff and bring guys in and give guys a rest. But they have to be your mainstays for me because they have to communicate all the time in that back line, they have to know what everybody's doing, corners, free kicks, any set piece. For me, Jens, I know it's unlucky for Starfelt because he's been injured, but for me, looking at what Starfelt done last season, looking at Jens, the player alongside Carter Vickers and what, and the, the terms of the team that I think Ange wants us, wants us to be, then I would say Jens is the guy that would get the nod for me. Yeah, I think that they complement each other well. And I, I remember um, James P came on the show and he said the ends was actually the, the defender he wanted last year in terms yeah, of his first choice. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was quite interesting. But Franny, we'll move on to another fella. I mean, talk about me and William doing our, our show on Friday and we're giving our predictions. And we're like, Malorelli, never number six. Never. Not good enough in the tackle. <laughs> not good enough in the press. And he was probably, I'd say, up there with, with our best players on the night. I thought... He was fantastic. He actually, he, he's not afraid to stick the foot in. There were some cracking challenges he put on sliding, breaking up the play. And it, it's not a love as well. Seeing he got the ball and his one-touch passing, bang, in the player's feet all the time. Just getting right up the pitch really quickly instead of dilly-dallying the ball. Thought it was fantastic. Is he is he the man to, to fill that void? Or do, or do you think it's a, still an Abelgaard or a McCarthy or a Moy? I think... I don't know about you, but it felt like on Tuesday we played, like we went to a 4-2, sort of 3-1 and had Hattati and O'Reilly in there. So I think maybe in Europe, I can see him playing that six where, uh, well, he played the six in the league game as well, but didn't, I wouldn't say performed very well in the league game. But I, it was really, really impressive in that role. But I think the formation helped him because it did look like we played, oh, he is, best looking guy in the park. By the way, I, 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 I'm getting them before Daniel White. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I just, like like we said, we understand why Ange was putting them in there. It's sort of the deep-lying playmaker like what Callum McGregor does because we've always got a great range of passing. But we we'll, we questioned, has he got the dig? Has he got the, the maybe the, the intelligence to know where to be to help break up the play and, sort of protect the defence, but I think him and Hattati uh, done really good the other night. Hattati, I think, is getting unfair criticism because he was trying the brave pass a lot, and there was a couple of times he tried to roll a guy and get caught out and stuff, but it was one of the ones where he is trying to do the hard, the, the difficult thing. Mm. He doesn't take the easy option a lot. Yep. But uh, O'Reilly was, I, I think, he's, he's definitely gave us an option 
in there. He showed that he can do that role, but I think he, he maybe needs a Hatati in there to help him out. I'm, like, I'm not questioning O'Reilly's legs. He's, he's a bit like Rogic said at Tinstein, but doesn't look the fastest, but seems to nobody seems to out, like yeah. get away from him or whatever. So I think just Hatati being in there with a bit of pace and things like that helps him. But I think for the sake of the system and the league and how we like to play that sort of 4 3 3, if you like, I think an Abel Gardner and MacArthur and Moy really need to step up to the, to the plate well in McGregor's absence. See, that's quite interesting because I thought for me, like at the six, I know you're what you're saying, it kind of turned into a four and then a, a two defensive minded players, but Atate was like the the free room, and then Haxabanovic mm-hmm. in the 10 who thought played excellent as well. But for me, Ross, I thought already done the hard yards. And I didn't, as Franny rightly said, you look at him, and I class him as a luxury player, but he got stuck in about it. He didn't take no shit. He was jumping for the ball, winning headers, tackling, being strong in, in that kind of area of the pitch where we're missing, obviously, Cal McGregor, Captain Sorrow from last season as well. But, I mean, he's he was fantastic for me, and I just thought, the calmness and the assurance in himself that he could do that in that kind of stage. Again, other teams will be looking at that going, he can play number 10, number 6. What can this guy not do? I just thought for a guy who, for me, in my opinion, for, I will hit the post to be fair, Franny. But I just thought for, for me, in my opinion, like for a fellow who I thought maybe went off form last couple of weeks, he fairly came back into it in that game. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. He's, he play. I think he plays the the sort of ten role better than he plays the six. But mm. I think certainly for a a home game, moving back into the the six role, I think it, it suits him all right. He, he's like you say, he's got. I don't know whether that's after backy. <laughs> 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 I, th- I think he's got a a really good range of passing, which we we can all mm. see. He, he's a he's. He's going to go to the top level. He's a, a very, very good football player. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. Some, like I've said there, away from home in Europe, I don't know if we can rely on him to play that. And I know, like you've said, he did get stuck in. I don't know. I don't know if I would trust that. For me, with Cal McGregor being out, right, the way I'll sort of thought about it is if if we're going to play Giacomacus through the middle, right, I think you have to play Haxabanovic in the number 10 role, because I think he's mm-hmm. more suited to uh, Giacomacus, I think he'll get the ball in <coughs> maybe who, it who, in. who said number 10? Have you said Haxabana? that before? Uh, twice, I think. Have you, eh? Last <laughs> Don't know, but for me, well, <laughs> I, I I obviously agree with you. Then I can't admit it. I can't mind you saying it, but I trust you have said it. <laughs> you aren't the level, Stephen. No, I'm not the level, Andy. I'm fucking kneecap height, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, if if you're playing Jacob Marcus in the middle, I think you play Haxivanovic in the number ten. If you're playing Kyogo, I think Matt O'Reilly has to be the number ten. If Matt Riley's going to be number ten, then if Matt Riley's going to be number ten, then I don't know a fit Abelgard. We've not seen enough of him. Is he? Could he be the the guy that then plays that number six role in the absence of McGregor? 
and then obviously Haxabanich playing the ten, you can drop O'Reilly back and he plays that role well. But away from home in Europe, I don't know if I would. It's difficult to say because I'm saying I don't know if I would risk him as a number six. But then would I rather he played the number six over a McCarthy? Absolutely. Would I rather he played it over Moy? No, so sure. Away from home. I'm not so sure. I think Moy would maybe do a better job away from home because he keeps the ball so well. But I'm not saying for a second that he's a better player than Matt Riley because he is not. But as an option, possibly. Maybe it's the way yeah. don't get. <laughs> I, I think it'd be fair. Like, I, mean, I didn't know, but apparently for MK Dons, he played that type of deeper role, like a, a deep, deep land playmaker. He obviously hasn't featured that much of Celtic doing that, but for me, he did look quite good there. And I think in terms of obviously Moy, I've given my opinion on him, I'm not going to go over it again. I think he's done McCarthy, well when he came on there, right? He done all oh, right. I think the two substitutions were the wrong substitutions. Yeah, mm. I understand. I I understand. Understand. I understand. Get what you're saying. But then, he's maybe not done it for a tactical reason. He's maybe done it in terms of they were blown out their arse. Aye. Because when you're watching it in the telly, maybe Disney look like it, but yeah. they could be having conversations. You need to be half gaffer, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, nah, no. I know how tired when they have just... said that, but you know what I mean? Aye, they've, they've, I don't know what they said. I thought the, the, I thought the subs did, uh, did hamper the team, in my opinion. Just you're bringing like, off... Like, tumble and Tumble and Moyne. It was two pieces yeah. came off. Right. Two but people are quick to judge and go, "Well, that was the wrong." Okay, it was the wrong sub. I mean, it's the but we don't I know if, to... if, like, they're going. I've got an ego here, or by the way, I'm fucking. I can't. I can't, I can't run any more for you. Like these guys have run me ragged. You, you don't know the conversations that's going on. We're making these comments and benefit of hindsight. I just think it was. It's like where as Ipswich King said, we, we are lately finishing a lot of games with defensive midfielders. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with that. Right. So I, don't... I agree with that. I think, though, like a quick word before we move on to their goals. I'll come to you as individually. Obviously, Franny, you first. Haxabanovic, a player for me who seems to be taken up by the, the strut of the neck. I thought he was excellent, drifting in and out of positions and stuff like that. He has that kind of burst of speed over two yards and he dies on his arse, but that burst of speed gets him a, a shot on goal or a, a cross into the box, which Kyle we should have scored from. I'm excited to see him more of him going forward. Like, I definitely is the last few games. I've it has really impressed me. Obviously, Tuesday was I thought it was really good. He, he looked really confident on the ball and stuff, and found he's selling nice wee pockets and uh, to pick the ball up and make things happen. Like you say, he had that cross, like it was a nice wee cross and eight. Kyle, I think Kyle should score for there. I know it's twelve yards out and it's a header. It's but <coughs> I think when you see it, it's it should should be scoring it, and it maybe. Once apparently can play out wide as well, so that's obviously going to benefit us. And then, obviously, after the World Cup, when McGregor's back, if O'Reilly is the guy that plays that number six role, um, it gives O'Reilly competition in that ten. So then, it it drives them, it drives both players forward. So long term, yep. it should be beneficial. But he's certainly a player that looks of real European quality. Like he looks a real, real quality player and a real good find in the sense that I think we managed to exploit obviously the, the situation in Russia, the way their teams 
have got to let players go for like really minimum fees and stuff. So I think it's been. I know we. I think we actually had scouted maybe tried to get him uh, when Ange first came in, but I think he just went there or something. There was reasons that we couldn't get him, but I think it was clearly had an eye on him, keeping looking at him, but and then went and got him when we could. But I am I'm really excited to see what this guy can can give to the team. It, it does look a real a real decent decent player like. Yeah, it's no bad looking either this. as well. Eh? It's another good looking boy as well. <laughs> well. I mean, he has he has, he has a thing on his neck with his name underneath it. That's a bit kind yeah, of yeah. Maybe uh, a bit ballsy to do that. Like, no, you like a bit about but, yourself, you can do that. There you go, kid. Uh, I've said it. <laughs> I've said it before, Ross. To me, he looks like a like a Chris Commons type player. Just kind of that flair over the couple of yards and yep. both feet, good at pinging balls. I think to be fair, he deserves his chance. Yep, absolutely, and I totally agree with the, the Chris Commons uh, mm-hmm. comparison. Uh, if he adds... Chris Commons scored a lot of goals for Celtic. If he adds goals to the level that Chris Commons did, then we've got a really, really good player on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got re- and by the way, he's played in a number of positions now. Mm-hmm. I think I like him in the ten. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer him there. And Take I, it all day, boys. And I know you're a fucking cock. <laughs> 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 no, um, I think I, I think I do like him there. That's where Chris yeah. Commons played. See that gets out of his feet and he just finds that ball right into Kyogo. An, an angle you should find that ball by the way. Within the width for the box, isn't that? Aye. It's it was a perfect that's that's what he can do, that's what he can bring to the team. I think he's I think he's quality. Uh, and I think given our running games, I think he could really, really stake a claim for that just that position. And I know we're talking about he's up against O'Reilly for that, but at the minute he's not, because mm-hmm. O'Reilly Again, he can play the six. But I'm sort of contradicting myself because I've already said that if Hacks of Animals oh, plays the 10, or, uh, you can shit. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, you could still play the two of them in that midfield free. And just depending on what striker you play. Yeah, 100%. And here's one for you, Ross. That cross you talked about, do you think uh, Gigi would have scored that? 100%. 100% say that at the time. Back of the net, ripped. Yeah, I Tap so off. I was screaming, <laughs> banging my head off the telly. Yep, go. <laughs> oh, oh, he was, to be fair, as you said, funny that ball was not there to be played. It was just the way he just whipped it. And he just found Kyogo. Unfortunately, another missed opportunity. But we'll talk about their goals quickly. I know you did, but you can elaborate on it by saying it's in the width of the goalpost. So it's taking your comment, elaborating on it, and giving you it back. So shut it right up, you dickhead. But we'll talk. We'll talk about their goals. We'll talk about Leipzig scoring, and their first goal, Franny, was by former Chelsea man Timo Werner, who for me didn't really impress much of the two games. But Silva was fantastic. Kind of bounced off the tackle he got in the box, ran with it, took Ranovich out of the game. Thank you, right to say by the way, Ranovich wasn't great, especially in them European games as well. But crossed in, Werner, bang, header, bottom corner, nothing really much you could do about it. No, I think I think the real obviously if you look at every goal, there's probably moments that you could stop it. I think Juranovic misjudges the flight of the ball 
Feed probably picks that ball up better, headers it, maybe puts it out for a corner or a shire, it stays in, it might develop into a goal. But what you've done is you've defended that first initial ball getting to silver, and then you've maybe got a chance to deal with it. Once Juranovic uh, gets caught underneath it, then obviously bounces off him and stuff, and silver gets across him. Werner's just standing kind of in acres, and it's a really nice header. There's nothing Joe Hart can do for there, I think. Fair. For Leipzig point of view, both goals, and we're going to say but both goals are really good goals, but uh, I think Juranovic needs to try and deal with, like, justify the ball better, try and deal with them, and then regroup for there and deal with the situation from there, give yourself a wee chance to get to get the sort of defence settled. But uh, it was a really good header. I'm, the only blame I could la- uh, give there is probably Juranovic getting trapped under the ball. Yeah, I think that's the glaring one there, Ross. And, I mean, for yourself... The second goal, uh, Forsberg come off the bench, another cracking player, Swedish international. Kind of runs, and I think uh, O'Reilly kind of died on his feet trying to track him back. Turnbull got a bit lazy, in my opinion, only on the pitch. Finds himself free in the, in, in the box for a cutback. Another great finish. And I think you talked about it. It's, it's the fine margins at this level. We don't take our chances. They get basically two and score from them. Uh, I mean... Well, to be fair to them, they, they did they did get more than two opportunities, but they were the two really good opportunities that they got. Not clear cut, but really good opportunities, and they took them. He touched on Turnbull there for that goal. I was fucking seething with him at the time <laughs> because the ball was I can't mind exactly, but I can just remember. What's he like for the first day? <laughs> I think that means he likes the show. I'm taking that as that, but yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, I, I was, I was absolutely seething with Turnbull because I can't remember. Was it Werner that played it into um, yeah. Forsberg? Uh-huh. Yep. There's a cutback. Werner, he gets time to take it down, right? Turnbull's no near him, but he's running back. I can't. There's another midfielder running back, another Celtic midfielder running back alongside Forsberg, but Turnbull's fairly close to him and all he's doing is looking at the ball just staring yeah. at the ball mm-hmm. and I'm like he's just let him run off you right into mm-hmm. space and allow him to have a touch eight yards for goal right into the net right into the top corner of the net you've got to be aware of the guy inside you I, I was fucking fuming and mm-hmm. you, you could ordinarily put it down to fatigue tiredness can't put down for Turnbull. He's on the pitch. That's what I'm just saying. That's why I said you could normally that. You could ordinarily put it down to that. Calm your hands, Stephen. There. No, but you could ordinarily put it down to that. There's no excuse. He let the man. And by the way, I can't mind who it was. It was running in alongside him. You could say he he does it too. It was really. Ah, uh, aye, but O'Reilly's right. O'Reilly's better look. <laughs> but um, I, I was really annoyed with Turnbull in that moment. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't solely his fault, but he just he let him he just let him go, and he was attracted to the ball. And no, in terms of like running towards the ball, he just looked at it and just was like, "Oh, there's the ball coming out. Oh, it's go. Cool. What are you doing, man? Fucking I totally look agree. At the man. I I was raising as well because when when you look at it. 
Usain looked at the ball, but he didn't even make an attempt to get as you said, go and close the man down who's going to cross it. Or, too late then. St- yeah, or, or stick to Forsberg for the run. He just let him drift back. <laughs> Timo Aye. Werner just had to look up and it was bang. And it was clean into his path. One strike finish or a touch to control it and then a strike. They even get that time in the boxes a bit shambolic yeah. as well. But we'll but move listen, on from that. I, I liked, sorry, Steve. I liked Turnbull and I've advocated him, advocated for him to be He'll be an integral part, not integral, but he's a big part of the squad. He's a big player. He can still come in and do a job, but yeah. he's he's not going You're, to be a yeah. starter. We can see that now. He was yeah. a starter in the early part of last season, but we've got better players in now. Matt Riley's a better player. Hak Zivanovic is a better player. You have to say. But to have Turnbull, if he's willing to still stay with Celtic, as part of the squad in terms of going for a, a league title, then you need him and you take him. Let's see, Ross is the ball, Keith. Well, <laughs> I don't I even think, know what that means. I think he meant to say bald, Keith Lemon. But oh. I think what Daniel says here is right as well. European football is totally out of his, his level, his range. I think he, he's decent when we're against teams who are packing the box and defending deep. He can pick the pass, look up and... Kaiser made a great point there. He said that Celtic need basic training and picking their heads up and looking around sometimes and just kind of picking their passes and and being more kind of assertive and and what they're doing. But I think I, they, I think point. they see the pass. I'll push back on that and say I think they see the passes, but sometimes I've said it a couple of times. I think they see the passes. I think the execution isn't there. Hundred mm. percent. But we'll move on from that game. Finish two 0 third defeat <laughs> of the Champions League campaign. One draw. We're on one point. And today, Franny, post the Coglu, and I'm going off topic here because I didn't put it down, but we'll talk about it anyway. I thought it was, thought it was quite good. Was questioned basically on Sadly's kind of level. Do we deserve to be at that level? As he always does. Backs the club 100%. Comes out and says, basically paraphrasing, of course, here, forgive me, but along the lines of, you can't tell me what's now four games that didn't compete and we don't belong at this level. All that type of stuff. Again, although I'm a wee bit angry that I think we could have done better, it's still great to see him coming out back to the club with, with all he's got, really, against that the mainstream media. Well, along with that, it's, if he starts questioning how they're playing, it's questioning his style, it's questioning, it's questioning his ability. Does he deserve to be at that level? And if he's saying, oh, well, we, we didn't deserve to be here, do, do, I need to be, do I deserve to be here? For me, that's what... He's got to then back the team. He's got to back himself because it's that's the way he believes he's got to get results. So if he sits and says, "Oh, it's, nah, then I don't think we should be there," it's it's almost conceding that he's above his station being at being in the Champions League. So it, it goes back to like obviously Ross pretty much said his press conference straight off the bat. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see it. I never even watched it. Now we know you did write it because it's almost word for word, sir. <laughs> but, uh, Listen, I, I can't help it if I think the exact same way as the manager. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's just one of them. It, it, it did call it out. It's it's what we've all said. We we did make a good account for ourselves. So um, we just we just weren't clinical. And Gordon Strachan even said that after the match, it's just sometimes you come up against better teams and this is what what will happen. But yeah, we definitely deserve to be there. And given 
given time and stuff, <coughs> if we go into the Champions League next season, I believe we'll acquit ourselves better than you would hope. And certainly looks like the type of manager, the players seem like the type of players that, that learn from mistakes, that learn from previous games. And I believe going like next season, we will make a better, hopefully a better fight in the Champions League. We will, we will learn from this, this experience and going into the next campaign with maybe more confidence in what what they need to do, where they need to improve and things like that. But I thought it was a top class interview for Postal Coggle once again. Like I think even straight off the bat the guy he said to the guy, So do you think I should just just should just get up and just concentrate on the domestic stuff? And the guy said yeah. yes. And he was like just laughed at the guy. <laughs> yeah. Char- like, Sharon actually said to me like she knows like my wife, she knows mm-hmm. nothing about football, but she, I had that on earlier on. She was like guys must hate him because he's just like <laughs> and I'm like yeah but we all love him <laughs> Bradley I thought that Ross said he doesn't watch it I know <laughs> the roll of the eyes <laughs> <laughs> but here I tell you one Rota, thing watch Pat- that and say that Joe <laughs> Padre comes in Ross fair enough he says the correct thing but we all know we're way off being a competitive team at Champions League level we can only learn and give it a go, which which is correct. So I'm going to kind of merge. Not way off. Correct. Not way off. You can't, not you way can't off. agree with Angie's comment and then say we're not competitive. No. You can't say like, we're way off. Listen, Jesus. wasn't me that said it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to I'm saying to fairly. I'm saying if you look at it this term, we, we, I'd say about two or three player, players short of competing properly like in terms of rotation and things like that. But... What I was going to say to you, Ross, to tie in with the kind of thing we were going to talk about, this Parkhead no longer being that type of fortress, kind of we're seven games, the Champions League level seven defeats at the moment, which isn't quite good. And basically, Ash. no, listen to me, Ross, stop jumping down my throat, man. <laughs> no, not listen. yours, no. <laughs> I hate that, right. I hate stats like that, it fucking pisses me off. Well, don't watch stats stop, you'll hit that. But <laughs> you, you, you look at it in, in terms of that, it doesn't sound great, obviously, when you hear it. There's obviously motives and teams are playing different levels, not other course. You tied in with what Alan said today in terms of we belong to this level, we compete. I, I do agree with that. I thought we were we were excellent over the four games, just didn't take our chances. We're a bit naive here and there. But going forward, like Franny said, it has to be this year, has to be the learning process. And next year, we have to be better in the Champions League if we get there. Have to be. Hundred percent. Hi. Like, how can you how can you say that to me after what you've said to me previously about it's it's been a disaster, it's been a failure. Yes, I still agree, it's a failure, hundred percent. But then how can you caveat that and say this has to be a learning process and it has to be <laughs> because we have to if go there's gonna be if, if we have to make different assertions or whatever for this campaign, this is the only campaign we could do it in. I believe wholeheartedly we should have done better. I believe we we should have competed better. We should have scored more goals. We should have took more points. But we didn't. And people are saying learning process. I'm taking that on board. I'm saying this has to be the learning process. Next year can't be going, oh, we're getting used to this. Here's a new player in this position. Blah, blah, blah. That that has to stop. That whole chap has to stop. A hundred percent. And I think Ange is self-alluded to that. I know he said, if, if we've been in this, if this was like our fifth year in it, then I'd be having a different conversation. That's fine. He's saying five year, right? But I, I totally agree. Next year, if we don't, if if we play at the same level next year and we still don't take our chances, then I've got an issue. But 
and by the way, we might not play at the same level next year mm. and take chances and do better. It's just it's just your luck, it's your it's just the way games go, it's just how football is. Sometimes you can play no that good and get away with one. That might happen next year and then you'll go, we were actually not as good as like we were last year and we've got through. Like it's just the way it is. It's like I, I failed my driving lesson, eh, my driving test twice. I thought I was really good the first two times. Failed. I thought it was absolutely garbage the third time I passed. Don't know how, but that's, so. that's crap. That's crap. That crap is it? Can't, can't, <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is right. Again, like I don't get this whole thing. Where you can say next year we could not perform the level we get through. That's fair enough, right? No, that, I'm, I'm not saying we could. That could happen. But what I'm saying is, like I agree with you. Next year. If we perform the same way, my, my sole point was, right, I, I sort of went off on a tangent, but my sole point is, if we perform at the same level next year and we still don't take our chances, then I'll have an issue. The minute I'm giving them a bit of I'm, slack, pretty, I'm pretty sure you said you'll have an issue if we got beat at home by Leipzig when we were on. No, I didn't. Didn't say we'd have, I'd have an issue. I think you did. No, I, I said I would take a draw in that game. But you said it'd be an issue if we got beat. You wouldn't like it. <clears throat> no, and I don't like it. I don't like it. But I, I, what I did say was, because you asked me how I would feel, and I says I can't give you an opinion because I've not seen the game. But if we compete, which we did, then, and we lose, then it's... I'm not happy about it, but we've still competed and we're still showing that we can play at this level. I'm not happy about losing. Never happy about Celtic getting beat, but I don't know. Listen, if 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 we go next year and we play the exact same way and we still fail, then I'll start asking serious questions. But at the minute, I'm looking at this Champions League campaign the same way I looked at, like I've said earlier, the same way I looked at the early stages of our league campaign. And I know, again, I'll say it, we had a lesser quality player at the start of the league campaign than what we've got now, but we were playing against a lesser quality player at the start of the league campaign we are playing in the Champions League. And that's why I'm giving them a bit of slack and we all talk about this, trust the process. I, I fully believe in the process. I, I think it's working. But you need to, there's stages in the process and it's working at a domestic level. Absolutely. We've won two trophies. We're top of the league at the minute. Okay, but in different form. But that happens. And it's working in the Champions League apart from that final wee bit. For me, the next stage is for it to work in the Champions League if and when we get there and execute that final wee bit and be more clinical in the final third. And then, if that happens, amazing. We'll all be loving it. If it doesn't happen, big questions. Fair enough. I mean, I do get what you're saying. And Franny, I think Ross makes great points, but we'll kind of round off the, the Champions League talk before we go on the hips with just one simple thing. 
there's likely no European football after Christmas, unless I know what you're what you will say anyway. There's a, a magnificent return of results, and we end up getting a fair place. I know we've spoken in a obviously Champions League reaction show. We had a good laugh and stuff like that, giving our predictions. Some third, some second. No one said fourth. And I think personally, for me, again, I'll, I'll say it, Ross. I think the whole campaign in Europe this season has been of downright failure. Not getting Europa League football for me is a failure. Not getting more points in the Champions League. I won't go as far as saying failure, but it's disappointing in that aspect. I always thought third, third, third place would be kind of the benchmark we would always get to. And not getting there for me, Franny, isn't good enough, regardless of what process you're in. We're one year into the process. We've done quite well in the Europa League last year. And the Conference League, sorry, we beat some good teams. We went toe-to-toe with them albeit got knocked out by Bodo Glimt, and then we go into the Champions League. We were all full of confidence when that's where I was made. All of us. And we can't deny that. We're facing we're the full prospect. We're confidence before we played Bodo last year. Yeah, no, I, I know, but I can. I, I, I always a realist. I said they're a good team. 100% I did. And they turned us over. So and that's that's what happens. But what I'm saying, fourth place, Franny, no matter where you are in a process, is not good enough. Well, I... I... It depends on how you finish in fourth. Because, like I said earlier, Stephen, seven points got us through on Tuesday night. Seven points now gets us last. So, if we finish with seven points, you can't turn and tell me that's a f- and finish last. Can I go and say that's a failure in the Champions League? When you, like, how many teams will have seven points and finish last? I don't. I, I doubt that happens very often. So, but if we finish last with one point, I we think, won. I don't think we will. But. Uh, I think if you finish with one point, I would understand the argument for a failure, and I think it'd be a fair, fair, fair criticism to say that it, it's not been the best campaign if you only get one point in the Champions League. But I'd to say it would be like a disaster. I don't think it's a disaster due to the the way we've played in the Champions League. We have played really well up up till now. We have played really well. And I just, as I say, I wouldn't go as far to say it's a disaster, just simply because of the fine margins we, I keep going back to that, the whole seven points, the whole seven points thing. But I think, I think the way we've competed in the Champions League has been promising. So it's just one of them. (laughs) And uh, it's just one of them, it's the Champions League, there's no easy groups in the Champions League. We've came up against uh, the team that are the Champions League, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk are literally fighting for their lives. Literally fighting for their lives. And and then, hang with Leipzig, aren't they a bad team? They're like one of the fittest teams in Germany, I think, as well. So it's just, it's been a, for performance-wise, it's been positive. But obviously, results-wise, it's not been great. And like Ross and that said, going into next season, I think, if you're there, that's when it's maybe... Fair, a more fairer way to judge it, and like you, Stephen, maybe if we bring back that fortress intimidating park head, that was that will get us a points if the crowd are allowed in that. Kind of nice, nice tongue in cheek comment. The nice tongue in cheek comment. Are they top world class players? Start fearing coming to park head. Onion, onion, mate. That's not. By the way, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not what I'm saying at all. I'd be bored with that argument, folks. In oh, Park is a fun place to be. The see, see, like, see the way you say that. That is so ignorant. It's so ignorant. Did did guys like Del Piero Trezeguet 
all them did they did they so you have you have me reading quotes you have me reading quotes we are body them BT sporting it piss off man it's it's a whole lot of balls all this happy no, clapping shit that people do no, now that's that's mad not good enough not good enough intimidating atmosphere and all that it's a myth mate it's a myth you're buying into a, a sort of a I'm not, social media culture. I'm not saying for one minute. It's a intimidating atmosphere when we get a goal up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, an amazing atmosphere and it's loud. If we get a goal up, it's a different level altogether. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to get a goal up. And that's the mm-hmm. that that's what we need to strive for at the minute. But by the I way, the cr- I, I seen I seen can I just touch on I seen Kaiser saying uh, something about how uh, we've no won the European something along the lines of no won the European Cup for 67 how long is this process was it Merrill yeah whoever it was apologise but um, how long is this process like for me the process is for Ange came in Ange came in right we were in total disarray he came in he steadied the ship we won three to six games in the league. People were up in arms. Is this going to be the man? The media, all the rest of it. A lot of the, the most of the Celtic support backed him. He then got started to like what's it? Well, having the front end as we water bottle. <laughs> he then started to implement his style, and the players were starting to believe in it. It was starting to work. We won a cup in December, right? But before that, we played Mitchelland in the Champions League in a qualifier, right? And everybody was fucking up my arms. We should have qualified, right? And I said then that it was too early in the process. And it was. We then, as I said, we won that cup. Then we pushed on again. We kicked on again into the new year. And we ended up winning the league. We tremendous, we had a tremendous league run. We won the league. That was a league and cup double in Angie's first season, right? Then we got automatic qualification for the Champions League. We had to the squad. Still in the process, right? We had to the squad. Then we got into the Champions League. Still in the process, and well, no. First of all, we then play Bodo Glimp in the process, and we're playing amazing in the league. We're ready to win the league. And we come up short against Bodo Glunt and everybody's up my arms again. But for me, it's still part of the process. We came up short. The reason we came up short is because it was probably a wee bit too early in the process. And I've alluded to earlier on the podcast that sometimes, like when Martin O'Neill came in, they spent a lot more money than Postacoglu did. Sometimes you can go for John Barnes to there really quick. We've went for Neil Lennon and Angie's doing it like that because he is doing it with 100% totally agree with that I agree with that that's why why I alluded to there might be a mental block in the Champions League but I'll go back to it I lost my train I was was full flow there Uh, (laughs) so we played Bodo Glimp and before that, we were on the way to winning the league title. We were amazing. We were flying. We played Bodo Glimp and we got our arses felt. We got a safe face. But we still pushed on and won that league. But in that process, 
And I know you can gauge it, and this is me gauging it as we go. So in that process, we thought we were doing amazing. We get caught out. But we still went on and won the league. Ange, for me, is doing a ladder effect, right? Because unlike any other manager who I've seen as a Celtic manager, he's got a style, he's got a vision. I don't think any other manager did. I don't think Gordon Stratton had a style. I don't think he had a vision where he wanted this club to be. I think he came in, he was on a three-year contract, and he's went, right, I'll see what I can do in three years. Andrew's a wrong contract, because he is here indefinitely in his mind. And he's going, right, I've got a style, I've got a vision. I don't know how many years it's got to take, but I've no got a... And everybody says, I would love to see Celtic tie him down, but at the same time, he's looking at it going, well, I've got to, I'm going to be here however long it takes to get to where I want this club to be. So again, we go by the Bodo Glump, we win the league, go into the next season, we're into the Champions League. I know I'm fucking grown here, by the way, right? <laughs> we're going to the Champions League. <laughs> I like League, it, I like and it. And it's the, the next stage, it's the next rung in the ladder, right? We've came here, we've came up a wee bit short again, but as long as we go on again, but it's the next stage because last season we didn't qualify for Champions League, this season we did, and we're playing at that level, and we're competing. There's no way the Celtic team that didn't qualify for the Champions League last season would compete at that level. So we've moved on, we've got better. Next year, I believe we'll win the league again. I, I don't see any way how we can't, if we add a cup to that, great. But the league is the one. That takes you into the Champions League again. And if we keep going the way we're going, it's like that all the time. It's slower and we want instant success, but we've got instant success because we've got instant success in the the league, in the domestic cups. We've got that. We'll get it again this season, I fully believe, domestically. But we have to be more patient with Ange in Europe. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so that. I like that. I think as well, different opinions, isn't it? That's what it's about. Mm. Ross, you're more patient. Franny, I think me and you, like, let's be honest, we're a wee bit, we want stuff tonight, we want stuff right away. You've, you've said that before, I've heard you saying it, so I'm not wrong there. But I think you rounded, I think, I think you rounded that off, Ross, perfectly. Perfectly well. Just I was talking look, a bit go. pish as well, but I got to my point oh, eventually. <laughs> just to kind of go to the comments here, you got a bit of support from Kenny, absolutely 100% spot on. Um, Egyptian King, Anz gets a new contract, and Gio gets a front row seat at the door office. Stubbs his horse. <laughs> we didn't just struggle in the CL, we have been struggling against Premier Cannon, Fodder too. Leipzig haven't taught us a bigger lesson than St. Marin. We are off it regardless of the opposition. Maybe, maybe a wee bit harsh. We are off it. At, at, yeah. And then Kaiser, FIFA lands. There you go. Uh-huh. And Kaiser's backing up there as well. But we'll kind of round off the Champions League chat because I'm sure we'll talk about it again after, hopefully, a positive result against Shakhtar. But we'll go into this Hibs game. Home kickoff, Franny. couple of injuries to talk about. I know Starfelt's still out. There's rumours about Mieda being injured. Abada's back. He was in training. Um, couple of who else pulled up? Uh, Jada's out as well, so he won't be playing. I think Taylor, there was a talk about Taylor having the wee injury as well, but I, d- I don't know if he's out. But 
get into the game, Battle of the Greens, as the Celtic Twitter call it, <coughs> Lee Johnson for Hibs. A couple of indifferent results. I've seen, I seen him do a quote there recently saying, if stats win games, Hibs would be top or something like that. Absolutely incredible to say that, even though they're getting smashed as well. Like, But, yeah, where do you see it going? Do you think we're going to... I mean, the last couple of times we've done this, we've predicted comfortable victories off the back of Champions League games. It hasn't went like that. <laughs> no, no, I don't, but... I'm got to go back to type and say I a comfortable day. I just like we have got a fairly decent record against Hibs at I think at Parkhead, so I don't see much change in Hibs. Although we're sitting third, have been indifferent. I don't. I think there maybe it's, it's probably wrong to say a false position, but teams like Hearts have struggled because of European football. Dundee United. I don't think has done it. I've done as well as what we thought we did. Ross County have maybe been a lot poorer and things like that. So, I, Hibs have rightly taken advantage of that. But I, I do think it'll be comfortable enough. Obviously, I, I didn't know guys like Maid and Taylor might not be making the game, so it might change things up and team might be, I wouldn't say disjointed, but players maybe playing that you wouldn't expect to win. maybe Hacks of Annex will maybe need to go out wide where we'd have maybe preferred them in the middle of the park and stuff like that but I, I'm expecting a, a fairly comfortable comfortable afternoon wee bit of pressure <coughs> off when knowing that we can't qualify for the Champions League maybe it's just a wee bit of, wee bit of pressure off the players' shoulders and it'll just hopefully I, I fully expect the crowd to be behind the team and I th- I'm the wee sort of sticky patch that we've been on, I think this could be the start of us coming out at. Line up and score prediction friendly, you're on a roll. Let's bring it home. Uh, line up, so the back, Joe Hart obviously in goals. I think Juranic will keep his place. CCV and Jens. And I'm going to stick with Taylor only because I didn't know he was injured. That's what I had in, but if you're Taylor... I think it's him. Be... I think it's him. There was talk of a few players being out. I think he was one of them. Right. I've got to keep the same back five as Tuesday in the midfield. I think we'll go back to that three, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be O'Reilly, Hatati, and uh, Haxavanovic. And I think the front three again. I wasn't sure about Maida, so I had him in my team. So I'm keeping him in there because I don't know the player. I know you said the bad is back, but <coughs> I'm, I'm actually got to stick my neck on the line. I think James Forrest will start at right mid, out in the right. Than and I want him to start Yakimakis, but I think it'll be Kyogo. Fair enough, still, still a strong team. I'll, I'll go for me, I think, as well. And the whole comfortable win, like, I'll go 3 0. Fair enough, we've been atrocious <laughs> predicting these results recently. Ah. Um, I know I got it right last week 2 1, and Hacks of Banavids at the 10, I'll take it, but. Ever since that, probably nothing in terms of weeks previously. But I'll go for me. Hibs have been a bit indifferent. I, I like Lee Johnson as a manager. I've followed him a wee bit in Bristol. Not only managed down there. I like his kind of philosophy and stuff. But sometimes he talks like an absolute dictionary and he makes no sense. Probably suited the Hibs to be honest. Hot and cold, but, <laughs> <Sounds like me>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, for me, I'll go Hart, Ralston, Carter Vickers, Jens, Burnaby. I'll go. Already, Hatate, Haxabanovic, Big Yakamagas up top with either side of him, Abada and Forrest. So, Forrest on the, the left. left, Abada on the right. Yep. 
and I'll go 2-0 Celtic. What about you, Ross? You're laughing at me, you duck. I've got the exact same team as you, Stephen. Oh, nice. <laughs> exact nice. same team. Exact same team. What, did, what score did you go for? 2-0. 2-0. I'm going 6-1 then. 6-1. Wow. <laughs> no, listen, uh, originally I, I thought 2-0, but we've got the exact same team, so I'll just mix it up a bit and go 6-1. <laughs> that's, at least I hope it could That's what that's... Sorry, Fran. I hope he does start Jack Marcus, but I just think he's got so to he's, he's got to start him, man. He deserves it. He has to start. Aye, he has to start. And by the way, can he we just... I, I know we, we never touched on it in the... talking about the Leipzig game, but how... How did Varno look at that? Nah, uh, no. With Jack cool. Marcus. That was... I'm not saying it was a, a stonewall penalty, but it was worth a fucking look. Is it bad? I, I think he should have scored. Regardless, I oh, he's I been pulled. He's been pulled. I think bang. he's been pulled. He feels the pull, and he he sort of uh, uh, maybe I'll no score, so I'll I'll, ex- I'll exaggerate the fall, and he misses the header. Then I don't know. I, I'm not saying it was a stonewall penalty, but it was worth a look. I think he should have thought about that later and took the opportunity. It was on a yeah. plate. It I was agree with on that. a plate. But it, uh, he, he needs to start. The big man deserves to start. He uh, got our last one winner in McDermott Park and stuff. Kyogo, for me, has been off it. And maybe a wee rest will do him fine. I think we better rejuvenate rejuvenation into him. Might do him well. He wants a goal, but Marcus maybe gets the start and gets the defence knackered. and stuff. Then... Hingley's pace, uh, Kyogo's pace coming on, and then he gets maybe gets an easy chance. Hundred percent, man. I think it will be a good game. Obviously, big service Parkhead back at home and stuff like that, which would be great to see. But to kind of round off the podcast, just remind everybody, sponsors Beer Fifty Two, Beer Fifty Two dot com forward slash Celts, mate. We're an hour and a half in. I'm a bit tired. I want to chill out, oh, and I don't have a rip down right. to be honest. So oh, well. that's fine. <laughs> well, it's been What's it's been a great show. But Beer no, 52, forward slash Celts, get your free uh, case of beer on us, come to the post-its, all fine and dandy, lovely beers and that. Um, Super 6, get your scores in. And also as well, hats off to Miguel Lustig, who retired from football this week. Did Good he? Up, mate. Uh, oh, yeah, unbelievable player for Celtic. I Celtic. love that guy. Retired in Sweden. Kaiser actually reminded me in the comments, so just want to give me a mention to him. We will be back again <laughs> On Monday, hopefully after a positive result, still top of the league and looking down. But until then, stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel.